lost in the sauce. The Jets did it again. Four straight wins, and it wasn't pretty. But Gang Green takes down the Broncos in Denver, 16-9. The Jets are 4-0 on the road. They're 5-2 on the season. And the Patriots are coming to MetLife for a game that you have to watch and you have to be at. We will react to the win. The ugly, but a win is 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 a win in Denver. And also talk about the unfortunate news of this game, and that is Brees Hall and the ACL injury. How do the Jets recover from this one? Who replaces Brees Hall? We'll have all your game reaction of the Jets win on a happy Victory Monday edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. And it's presented by your Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This could be your ball game. Ripping downfield, knocked away, and that will do it. Ooh, welcome back to a happy victory Monday edition of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Those highlights you heard are courtesy of CBS. Ian Eagle on the call and a great call with Brees Lightning. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host Brian Costello. No guest today. And this episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. Guys, the Jets have now topped your win prediction total. They have tied it. That's the good news. The bad news? Of course, we cannot have nice things. Brees Hall likely out for the season as we record this late Sunday night. We'll know official word Monday, but anytime Sala and everyone says it's not looking good, and it's an ACL, it means he's done for the year. I don't know how to act, guys. Like, it's, they're five and two. They're playing great, but they just lost the guy that's carried the offense, you know, for the last four or five games during this four-game win streak. So it, it's a mixed glass case of emotions right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, Jake, like, they play the Patriots next, right? What, what do we always say when the Patriots play someone? What if Belichick wants to take away what you do best? So if Brees Hall was healthy this week, it would be, oh, Belichick's going to try to take away Brees Hall in the running game. It's hard to figure out now what the Jets do best on offense. I don't mean to rain on the parade. They're winning games. That's all that matters, right? They're five and two, but offensively, they're challenged. And they won the game Sunday um, because Brees Hall broke that 62 yard run. That was their only touchdown. You know, that that was the big part of the game. And it's been a big part of these last few weeks is Brees Hall. And he's been emerging as a rookie of the year candidate and now he's gone. So the Jets are going to have to find other answers on offense and maybe they can Jake, but it's hard to see them right now what they are like, look, Michael, Michael Carter showed a lot of promise last year as a rookie. He's kind of taken a backseat this year. He can do some things. 
you know, right now the passing offense is is not very good. They had 105 yards passing on Sunday again, so they're going to have to uh, figure some things out here, and they've got a couple of good defenses coming up again. Yeah, the good news is this. The New York Jets are 5-2. They're winners of four straight. They're very much in the playoff conversation. They're in second place right now at five and two. You know, one of the best teams in the AFC, one of the best teams in the league, despite how ugly the games have been, despite what the scores have been, the record shows what the record shows. And as we say every week, you don't apologize for wins of the NFL. So that's the good news. The defense was absolutely fantastic because this secondary is something to drool about if you're a Jets fan. Sauce Gardner yet again locking guys down. DJ Reed yet again looking like the great free agent signing that he's been. The safeties, LaMarcus Joyner, who barely played last year, you know, got hurt that first game, didn't play again. Another pick, eight interceptions on the season. They had seven all last year. This defense is, you know, this is why they get compared to the 9 Jets. Zach Wilson, Mark Sanchez, game manager, defense does it. Run game does it now. Part of that run game could be gone now, but cause it's it's hard not to enjoy. You know, as, as a guy who's covered the game for a while, you have to enjoy watching this kind of old school defense get to work, despite some dumb penalties in there mixed in. Here's the thing, Jake. I'm not sure if it's good good defense or bad offense, and how much we, we, each way, right? Brett Rippin is Brett Rippin. Mm-hmm. That's true. But here's the thing. Here's the thing because you find yourself you're going. Man, like I feel like we're saying this every week with a quarterback. They, right. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was gonna say. They've beaten some bad teams. They've beaten some bad quarterbacks. Like even the Packers lost to the Commanders Sunday. So now that that one in hindsight, you know, it, it's not as strong as it looked like last week. But here's the thing: like, who's good in the NFL? The Bills are the Bills are good, and so we'll, we're gonna see the Jets face them in a few weeks. That that's a test. Like if the defense can shut Josh Allen down, now you got the 2009 defense. Like that was the number one defense in the league. They shut people down. But other than that, who's good? The Chiefs look good. The Eagles look good. Everybody else is kind of eh, a lot of mediocrity. Even if they're facing Tom Brady, you'd be like, yeah, you know, Tom Brady's not doing good this year. So, you know, the Jets and the, the rest of this year, they've got two games against the Bills. That's the only two games you look at and go, they are facing an elite quarterback in that game. Kirk Cousins is okay, but, you know, he's up and down. Everyone else is kind of like, eh. Like, so, yes, I, like, it, it's, I think there's just a lot of bad offense around the NFL right now. But Sauce Gardner is the real deal. He is playing out of his mind, just great in coverage, and DJ Reed as well. They, they've done a great job in coverage. I think it's going to be fascinating to see them against the Bills in a few weeks. That's, that's the one, that's the litmus test to me to see how good this defense really is. And the safeties, too. I mean, Jordan Whitehead, has been solid. I know he dropped the what could have been a pick, although that was, would have been a tough, tough catch. diving catch. Yeah, yeah. Tough catch, I mean, yeah. him and Joyner, Joyner was that veteran you brought to, you know, help out with the youth here. He's been pretty solid out there. Yeah, Joyner had some ups and downs today. Um, you know, the interception, he he, I, he was the closest defender on that one big play they gave up early. I'm not sure if that was him or not. Um, you know, DJ Reed actually was talking about after the game that he had one blown assignment, so that could have been it. Yeah, they they played better. They they started off shaky this season, but they've been better. And obviously, the front has been very good. And these linebackers just hit Quan Alexander, big stop um, there. I think it was third and three, and he stopped Latavius Murray on that pass, that short pass play. You know, we've seen them hitting all year. Alexander, Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, I thought absolutely intercepted that ball at the end of the game. I don't know what the refs were looking at when they they overturned that. And how so, do you overturn it when you caught on the field? That didn't make sense. How, what conclusive evidence was there? I know, there was none. And so, 
uh, the linebackers have played well. And, you know, the front was a little bit quieter today. Um, I thought Rippon did a good job of getting the ball out of his hands quick. Obviously, that was the game plan. But they've been they've been great all year. The Jets only sacked him once. Forced him to throw 46 times. You know, they contained the run decent. I know they ended up with 105, but Melvin Gordon was 11 for 33. It was just a lot of guys across the board. It, w- it wasn't one guy. Um like the Jets had with Brees, although that all came on that 62 d- dynamic Brees lightning run. A great call by Ian Eagle. You heard earlier in the show, but uh, I, I can't even mention his name. It gets me like so depressed because like he was on track cause for rookie of the year. He was on track to be, you know, the Thomas Jones of the 2022 Jets, who is now all over the acting map and the movie screens and Netflix. He was on track to be that workhorse and now it's michael card who's 13 to 29 you know he had a couple big receptions he had a two for 45 as a receiver when 45 yards the leading jets receiver just another another stat sheet you want to just burn but a win is a win that you you don't really care but actually the jake here's the stat sheet that this is crazy to me how the jets won this game first downs broncos 21 jets 10 Third down efficiency, Broncos 31%, Jets 21%, 3 of 14. Total total yards, Broncos 324, Jets 260. Uh, Jets had the edge in rushing. Passing yards, Broncos 219, Jets 105. Um, then you throw in, Jets had 11 penalties in this game. Time of possessions, 32 minutes for the Broncos, 27 for the Jets. Uh, total plays, was this one staggered me. Broncos 75, Jets 53. Broncos ran 22 more plays, and the Jets won the game. So that's impressive. Uh, you know, they didn't turn the ball over again, although there were a few that probably should have been turnovers that weren't. Zach was just flopping it around that one play where he was on the ground. He tried to throw it, could have got ugly. Yeah, I you know, he's a, he does an amazing job of extending plays, right? Like it looks like he's going to get smoked, and he somehow he takes this little step and avoids it. It's just now the next step is knowing what to do when he extends the play because sometimes he's throwing it back across the field, and you're like, oh my god, like what what is he thinking? Or he does these this little flip at the end when he's about to get killed that you're just like, did, did, you know, he should have he almost fumbled the ball in that one. Um, I want to say it looks good, but it really doesn't. It doesn't. Ugly. But look, but avoiding the pass rush is, looks really nice. Like he he's amazing at that part of it. He just has to figure out what to do with the ball when he extends the play. But yeah, these stats like like if you took away the score and just looked at the stats, you think the Broncos won this game. So um, you know that says something about the Jets. The, you gotta, if you're going to be a good team, you got to win games like this sometimes. The game manager lives to see another week. The Jets are the road warriors, 4-0, best team on the road in the NFL as they look to carry it home to MetLife Stadium in what will be a must-see game. Cause I'm going on Sunday, Jets-Pats. We're doing the live podcast after the game, American Dream, House of Q. Zach Wilson, Josh, let's play after the game. Uh, he had an interesting choice of words when he talked about what he said to the huddle. Josh, let's play what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, I said a little something there in the huddle. I mean, I don't feel like I need to, but I said a little something, you know, take advantage of this opportunity to step up, you know. Um, time to grow a pair, I think is what I said, which I don't know if I should tell you guys that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I think the guys got the message. The guys stepped up, like, you know, this is my opportunity. It's where, it's where you know, more money and playing time and things come for people is in those, in those opportunities. So I think that was uh, really cool the guys stepped up right there. 
He said, I shouldn't have told you guys that. What do you think of him using that kind of word? It's time to grow a pair of saying that. Time to throw a touchdown. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Well, you know, I, I just have a tough time. Like, you got you to gotta play better <laughs> to talk like that. So, you know, they've gone – He's there four and zero with him back in the lineup, but it's three three games without throwing a touchdown pass, which is pretty incredible. Um, they're almost defying logic, cause with the, they I are mean, the logic. Are too, but it's it's like the MetLife Stadium. Both teams are just six and one, five and two, but just some of the ugliest offensive football you've ever seen. Yeah, and I, I said to someone, Jake, I remember talking to someone from the Jets this offseason. I'm like, you guys are due for some good luck. At some point, right? Like, because it's not all luck, but there's a little bit of luck involved, like schedule wise, when you get injuries on the other team and, and you know, not getting Russell Wilson was, a, a, I think, a break for them. The Jets are starting to get some breaks, which they're, they're long overdue to get those for sure. They've, it's been a long time since they've had things break their way and, and they're starting to a little bit. All luck, no break. Is that is that the uh, the new <laughs> saying this year? No, no, I don't think he would like saying all luck. It's not all luck. There, there definitely some there's some skill here. Um, I thought the Jets too showed something today, Jake. Um, Teddy Bruschi, I was watching on ESPN this morning. I was there. If if you look in the background, Kaz, I was in the backdrop in this very Jets jersey. There I am. You could see me in uh, the backdrop on NFL Countdown. How about that? Wow. You have nothing better to do at your time than to go. Oh, someone skate. asked me to come down there. I was like, all right. I, I wanted to get on and, and be like Jets country, let's ride, but uh, didn't didn't make the cut. But Sexy Rexy was there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, blasting Elijah Moore. But Brewski said, uh, you know, said something like, you know, the Jets have shown they have ability. Now they have to show they have maturity, right? Because part of becoming, breaking through and going from being one of the worst teams to one of the better teams is handling success. And, you know, this was a, this was a kind of a trappy type of game, right? Going to Denver, playing a good defense. House of horrors, like you called it. Yeah, ripping, you know, kind of just was going to go out and do exactly what he was supposed to do and not take a lot of chances. And they showed something. And then we just mentioned Elijah Moore. Yeah, that was a pretty significant distraction that popped up on Thursday. Yeah, and right after we released the show, of course. Yes, and they handled it. They handled it. So... You know, and then they get we've talked about Brees Hall, Jake, but they also lost Elijah Vera Tucker in this game. They also lost Corey Davis in this game. So that's three pretty significant players on offense. And they they handled the adversity pretty well. And that they, so they showed a lot of maturity today. All right. So let's talk about that, because we didn't think it was much of a big deal. He was tweeting after that. He you know doesn't go to practice. They excuse him for practice. He gets in the whatever, the altercation with LaFleur. What do you do now? You know, he's inactive this game. Do you bring him back? Is he back in practice, Elijah Moore, this week, Cause, Do you try and trade him? Maybe trade him and get a running back in return now that you need one? What would you do here with Elijah Moore? I absolutely would not trade him unless Kansas City calls and says, we'll give you Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I'd do that, but I don't think that's happening. Um, No, I wouldn't trade him. He's too good of a player to trade. I would, you know, I wonder what it felt like for him to be sitting, you know, in New Jersey on Sunday and watching the Jets play. You'd hope that would be a little bit of a humbling experience for him. And maybe he'd realize the error of his ways of requesting this trade. And the trade deadline is November 1st, Jake. So they really have a week only to do it. So if I'm Salah, you know, I'm sitting him down on Monday and saying, where are we at here? Do you want to be part of this or not? And if he he still has an attitude about it, and 
I'd sit him down this week. I sort of look at it like what would Belichick do, right? Belichick wouldn't trade him. Belichick would just sit on him. He would just keep him there until he's he's ready to play. And, you know, there's only another week till the trading deadline. So that request is going to go out the window on November 1st. But I, I wouldn't trade him, Jake. You also cause didn't have a lot of like teammates backing him up. They weren't out there publicly saying a lot in support of him, which kind of is a sign to him saying, bro, what the hell are you doing? Six games in stop being, you know, his numbers aren't terrible. You're winning football games. And then everyone reverted to the clip back last year where he said it was more important winning football games. Yeah. So I think, Jake, I think when um, players have contract issues, teammates are always very supportive right? The business side of things, everyone understands. Everyone wants players to get their money in the NFL because it can be gone in an instant. Contracts aren't guaranteed. So when you have situations like Revis back in the day, even Jamal Adams, where they're going to get paid, I think teammates understand where they're coming from in that regard. Or, you know, we've seen Debo in San Francisco go through it or Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville. This, you know, he's not even eligible for a contract extension, Jake. He's in his second year. You have to play three years before you're eligible to get a contract extension. So, yes, are the lack of targets hurting his chances of getting a big contract down the line? Right now, like, you know, if you're really, really short-sighted, but he's got a long way to go. So I don't think teammates will be supportive of him, you know, just saying, oh, I want more catches. I, I want to be more involved. That, that's not going to fly. Like, look at look at today. Today is a perfect example. I think they could have used Elijah Moore, you know, when Corey Davis Corey Davis goes down. I mean, you had Denzel Mims out there for the first time. Yeah, Brees Hall goes down. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I think they just have to convince him that, you know, his time is going to come. Like, it's it was only six games before he, he hit the panic button. And, you know, I understand him being frustrated and upset and talking to his coaches, but – Demanding a trade is is just ludicrous. Yeah, and listen, like you said, he's in year two of a four-year deal. He's getting about $2 million a year. I mean, the money situation isn't changing for a while. You know, he's not getting a contract extension this year, next year. and might get in, in the fourth year of the deal. That's it. He's not getting more money for a long time. So I'd say ride it out. And now it's a bad look. Now you have you think another team's going to really go all in on Elijah Moore after he demands a trade six games in? So uh, he hasn't done much for himself. We'll see. I think yeah, the smart move would be to apologize, just try and rejoin the team and be like, you know what? We're about to play the New England Patriots in the biggest game against the Patriots in maybe a decade for this team. I mean, well, the last time they were 5-2 and two was what, 2009, 2008? 2010. All right, so it's been 12 years since they've been 5-2, and because if I'm him, I go back. But you got to think, are they going to accept him back? Is Zach going to seamlessly shake yeah, his head? Yeah, they'll, back accept back. they'll accept him back. Yeah, that, that won't be a problem, Jake. Uh, I, I don't think him coming back to the team would be an issue. I think guys will – they recognize he's a good player. He hasn't done that much damage. Yeah, I mean, if he comes back – man, this Brees Hall news, because you're 5-2 and two going to Patriots game. There's already a lot of hype, but I feel like a lot of Jets fans are pissed off about this. But a, a week till the trade deadline, you're 5-2, and two, you got to make a trade. You can't go Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. I like Michael Carter. I like Ty Johnson. I mean, you got to get it right. Get? Who are you going to get? The Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. Now that they got McCaffrey, you go after him. Chuba Hubbard, the Panthers are are selling right now. Do you go after him? Do you go after a guy you just played in Denver and, and try and get Melvin Gordon, a veteran? Not that he's great, <sighs> but don't you think you have to get a running back? Like You can't no, pick up a guy off the practice squad. I like Michael Carter. 
I think I go Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and you know this kid Bam Knight, Jake. He was legit in training camp. Like was, legit. How good of a story would that be? Because Jets yeah. fans, him and Strevler were the kings of August. <laughs> yeah, but like even like like I know Strevler, right? Strevler was doing stuff in the fourth quarter of preseason games, right? Where the guy, a lot of the guys he's facing are now bagging groceries. Knight was doing this like in training camp every day where you're like, who is that kid? Like he, his moves were just fantastic. So, so is he getting elevated here? Is he, is yeah, he going to oh be yeah, the third yeah. running back? He'll be the third running back. Yeah. So, you know, do I think he's going to rush for 150 yards in his first game? No, but he's got, he's got moves and he can be a contributor. I, I, I think, you know, once he gets acclimated to the game and the speed and everything, I think he can be pretty good. And so I think, you, you know, you're going to need the three of them to sort of combine to be uh, to, to give you Brees Hall's production. Um, out of, you know, you're going to try to get it out of three guys now. Bam. You reeled me back in, Kaz. I'm excited about Bam. I actually kind of forgot about him because he hasn't played. He hasn't played. Um, yeah, he's been on practice squad. Yeah, I mean, if some great running back, like I also I just don't know what you're giving up for a running back. Fourth round pick, Jeff Wilson. Do it or no? Is that too no, no, I would no. not do okay. that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, so yeah, I just don't know. I don't I don't know. You know, Joe Douglas likes to make trades at the deadline. We've seen him make a lot of moves for the year. So they have to be buyers, Kaz, especially if you beat New England and you're six and two, you can't sell to this fan base. We're going as is. Cause but the roster's good. We Jake. did with my Mets. Did they do anything good? Nah, no. And, and baseball is a different animal completely, though. I know football. the roster's good, there's but so, there's no buyers. There's not. There's not a lot of buyers in football in terms of at the trade deadline. Like it's not like me baseball. a playmaker. Whether it's Chase they Claypool, a running back. I want one they more. Have a, they have a good roster. They have a good roster. Write it out. I mean, now if you could get a quarterback, I might do that. Oh, here you go. The Zach Wilson hate train is real here in games. I kid, I kid, I kid. Yeah. Well, listen, you're right though. He's got to throw a touchdown, and New England is is no slouch. I know people think this is not your mom and pop's Patriots, which it's not, but it's still a decent team um, who will be fighting for a potential uh, spot in second place with the Jets because they play the Bears on Monday night. We expect them to probably win that game, and it could be the four and three pa- Patriots versus the five and two Jets. Oh, I cannot believe it. That is a must-go-to game. The Jets have been advertising getting tickets for this. Uh, let's hope the weather holds up, get a nice little weather game. They've been wearing the same uniforms every week, Jay, but they're they wearing the like the black uniforms next week, right? Wasn't that supposed to be the thing for the Patriots game? The black blackout? helmets? The black yeah. helmets, right, that they showed in the offseason? Are right? you That's- a fan of those or – it is slimming. I, Black is slimming. Yeah, I I really they, they don't bother me. The only uniforms that ever bothered me were they wore those like neon green ones on like a Thursday night one time. You remember those uniforms? Yeah, I wasn't the a color fan rush. Of those. They were color rush. They were horrible. Yeah, but, I, yeah I like the bl- the black ones are stuff. clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they've been wearing. But how do you feel about them? They've been wearing the same these four game winning streak. They've worn the same. You uniforms. might have to just keep riding the same jersey if you're a superstitious yeah. person. I'm they haven't worn really. green all year. They haven't worn green once. Really? I haven't yeah. even paid attention to that. I don't know why. Just they always wear white in the beginning of the year because it's hot. So they always so they wear white at home and then they end up wearing white on the road. But yeah, so they haven't worn but then once they wore white with the black pants in Pittsburgh won and they've been wearing them every week now. Guys, here's why it doesn't matter. Woody Johnson would tweet about these damn jersey combinations every week. Now he's tweeting about winning football. The jerseys don't matter anymore. You see these they- quotes to Ian Rappaport? What did he say? He said it's like a symphony. Oh, my goodness gracious. 
Dad jokes. Yeah. The Jets were ripe and you hated that one, ripe for a win, and they got that. I actually saw oh. Adam Schefter this morning for the first time. I saw Shefty uh, down at ESPN. But, Kaz, uh, no jerseys matter right now. The Jets are just winning football games. Who gets your game ball from today? Hmm. Good question. Um, probably Sauce. I think Sauce would go with. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was just ridiculous. And the play he made on that fourth down when they, they tried him um, was great. Did he you just, think it was interference? It was funny talking to Sauce after the game. He said the refs told them, we're letting you guys play today. And he said they did. He said the receivers were pushing off. And he goes, and we were, and we were tugging. On their, you know, he's like, that's the way it works when they say you can play. And he brought up the play, um, Jake, where in the end zone, he thought he should have had an interception in the second quarter, where the play where Rippon kind of fumbled the ball, then came up and threw it, and and Sutton pulled Sauce's arm down, and that's why he didn't get the interception. So I think they were calling a pretty loose game in terms of PI by the letter of the law. It probably could have been called, but I thought in the spirit of this game, it shouldn't have been. It was a lot of hand. They were going back and forth, hand fighting there. Um, but I thought he made a great play. He just – I had three passes defensed. He had, I think, 10 tackles, something like that. He was just – he was all over the field. Yeah, he led the team with 10 tackles and then three passes defense. Like, he, every game he's making plays. You wonder when quarterbacks are going to stop throwing at him, Jake. But the thing is, DJ Reed's playing great too. It's really hard to find a weakness in this defense right now. Since you're giving a sauce, I'll give it to Reed. I think those two guys were were the dudes. They were the guys. You know, this wasn't the Quincy Williams game with 12 tackles. This was a cornerbacks game. Is he him? Is he? <laughs> DJ Reed is the new him because Garrett Wilson hasn't been him for he a hasn't while. Hasn't been now. him for a while. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, sauce he had, is him. Sauce is him. I'm pretty sure sauce is him. Sauce is definitely him. Uh, Michael Carter is going to have to be him now. Jeez, uh, I mean. How do we recover? Well, you go beat the Patriots and you forget about it and you move on. Injuries happen. But, man, it's just every time the Jets give us good things, something bad is forced to happen. I mean, the, I mean, Brees Hall, I was going to get the jersey. You could have had a John Hall, the kicker. Now you got Brees Hall, you know, Hall and Oates. And now uh, Hall and Floats. Hall. I mean, man, it, he was just so explosive. Why did it have to happen? I was hoping to be like a sprained knee or like an ankle sprain. Or well, something. there's like a 1% chance on Monday. It'll come back, Jake, and they say it's not in that ACL, but I'd say it's a 1% chance. Once if the coach comes out after the game and says ACL, that means they're pretty sure about it because they usually don't say anything if, uh, if they think it's not going to be. Well, that was the bad news. The good news is the Jets win four straight games. They aren't losing. They win this one in Denver, 16-9. The Broncos fall to 2-5. and five. The Jets are now 4-0 and oh on the road. It's a happy victory Monday. Cause you know I need to hear the four words from you to close it out. Is it still a happy Monday, Jake, with Brees? I don't know. Yeah, I, feel I mean, they like... won, so it's a subtle one, yes. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's... It's still worthy. A win is a win, and they topped your win total for the year, so you have to do it. It did do that. I was wrong. Um, Yet again, I don't think – I don't know if I've ever gotten a season prediction correct ever. So, yes, happy – have a happy – what is that, Jake? What are you – I was was winding you up for the words. Uh, I was getting you excited. Have a happy Victory Monday, Jake. Let's go. And enjoy those Yankees tears. 
Yeah. Oh, that was great. My tweet blew up today. I said a chicken parm dinner was more expensive than a ticket to the game. Uh, game four. Yankee fans quitting on their team. Was oh, about why? To- there was a lot of tickets left? Yeah. They, they were going on the secondary market for $20 for like decent seats, actually. $20 wow. for the ALC. Because well, of the rain, right? I'm in debt with rain now, right? Well, it was I- rain delay. But that was as soon as they lost game three, they went down. Oh, so Yankee okay. fans quit. So and then everyone was three. saying to me, oh, the Mets didn't sell out game three of the wild card. Listen, the wild card and the ALCS are two different animals. I mean, come on. That's that's a ridiculous comparison. Uh, anyways, you could hear it's about football that. season in New York now. Six and one Giants. David Tyree was on Bly Blue Rush today. That's Giants, and Knicks. Jets five and two. And the Knicks Giants, are back. Knicks. Oh, life is good here in New York for now. And let's hope. We see a trade in the next week. I think Joe Douglas will do it. He will make a deal. He gets either running back or she, I think he's going to get a running back, but bam night and all the, the preseason heroes, all the fans who celebrate watching preseason and the eighth string left tackle. Well, you're getting the bam night show and our guy, Ty Johnson, you know, he's on the show, Maryland product. I know a lot of fans hate him because he dropped a lot of balls, but he's, he's not a bad backup. And that's Ty Johnson. There were some fans who were ripping him about why he play or whatever, but again, preseason doesn't matter what he does. So, it's Michael fast. Carter, it's time to shine. And Elijah Vera Tucker, do we think that's a serious injury? Do we think he comes? Uh, I don't think it's serious, serious, but an elbow is never good. So, like I, I, you know, he could miss some time. Well, I think we'll know more tomorrow, but. You know, I don't think he's. I don't think it's super serious. And what's George Fan? I haven't heard any update. So on yeah, his no, yeah, but we'll have to ask about him Monday. He can because he can return this week. I have not seen him on the field though. Like usually, you see guys like on the side field doing stuff. Like Dwayne Brown, we saw for two weeks was on the side field, and so he kind of knew he was ready to come back. I have not seen Fant at all. I haven't seen him in the locker room. I haven't seen him around. So. Uh, we'll ask. We have to ask Salah about that, though. He is eligible to come back this week, but I'd be surprised. I also don't know if they're, you know, I guess if Vera Tucker's out, you want him. But if Vera Tucker's in there, do you mess with this line that you, you have a good thing going? The Jets are limping their way into their Halloween matchup, Halloween weekend matchup with How the Patriots. Feel, well, we'll talk about it later in the week, Jake, but are you are you nervous? Are you about the Patriots? The Patriots? Yeah. Uh, more so now that Brees is out. If Brees was healthy, now I'm a little bit worried. I, I just feel a trade's coming, though. I feel Joe's got something up his sleeve. Uh, I'm not nervous. Well, what, you know? are you, like, what do you think he's going to trade for? Like, Juan Soto is not available. He's like, not going to get uh, that kind of guy, but a right. guy who could compliment Carter. That's who I want. I don't want, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I do want Christian McCaffrey, but <laughs> that could happen. Imagine, oh, man. You imagine the Jets got Christian McCaffrey. You'd be putting in your Super Bowl parlays already at, at this yeah. point. They gave him a lot of picks for him. I know. Yeah, they did. But I would have done the same thing. But, uh, I mean, he always gets hurt, too. So, he's not reliable. I'm not nervous. I think the Jets are riding high, and they're finding ways to win games, no matter how ugly they are. And we'll see who their quarterback is. But you're right. Not a lot of great quarterbacks on the schedule. And it's not a lot not- of great quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Jake. Yeah, and you made a good point. Because when I looked at the standings, there is just a lot of mediocrity yeah. and below mediocrity. Yeah. There's, three, the there's, West, three, like- there's three good teams. And then there's probably I'm not looking at the standings, but there's probably three teams that are bad, right? Texans are bad. Bears are the bear. The Bears are pretty bad. I know they won a couple of games. You're talking about the Jets' schedule overall. No, no, no. overall, overall, overall. Steelers are bad. Steelers are bad. Jaguars are have lost four in a row. They're pretty bad. Yeah, Browns so are pretty bad. Uh, Browns, I put in that mediocre category though. Like they, 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 they're they're losing close games, but. 
yeah, it, even the Jaguars, I probably put mediocre. There's there's just a, there's a few really good teams, a few really bad teams, and then just a bunch of teams in the middle. And the J and the Jets are near the top of those teams in the middle, so that's that's good. But it's just it's amazing to me right now that the like quality of football. The New York Jets are not in the mediocre category. Five and two, they're in the elite category in the NFL. One of the best teams in the league. First time on the Gangs All Here podcast, it's happened. We'll preview that matchup with the Patriots on Thursday's podcast. Jets Giants Super Bowl, Jake. Would would we be doing a joint podcast that week, or what? We what, how how will we handle that? Yeah, well, we'd have to see Paul Schwartz availability and, and see if he's able. I, I think we can make that happen. I think we should have a crossover. Uh, finally, that'd be the only way the Post is sending me to the Super Bowl. Well, they send you to Arizona, Jake. That's the question. If if they make it, yes. So one of them, we, please we, make sitting, it. Sitting in Astoria talking to us in Arizona. No, I mean, if one of them makes it and they do not send me, I will quit my job, most likely. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. I will have to quit. If, the, if, if, if I'm not sent to the Super Bowl... Uh, you know, at least, you know, get my $40 in expenses, get me like a, a McDonald's hash brown and, and call it a day for my uh, expense report. But we're eating at Joe's Stone Crab of Arizona or whatever the hell's out there if it's one of these teams make it. So please do get me to the Super Bowl. It sounds like a GoFundMe for for uh, a guy that probably doesn't need a GoFundMe. Well, we'll close out this episode of a happy victory Monday on Gangs All Here next. Jess Nation, let's go. Let's go. Four in a row, coming home. Can't wait to see you at MetLife. Let's go Jets. So that'll say adios to episode 117 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me produce the show. You can catch up on all shows. Gangs All Here. Search it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, please. Write in a nice review. Give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full episodes of Gangs All Here. Follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio. Tweet me there. Tweet me your questions. I'll read them on the show. We appreciate your support all season. What a fun season. Finally, this is the fourth season of the Gangs All Here podcast. And the first three could get quite depressing by Halloween. Well, this Halloween, the Jets are going for a six and two start to the season. First half of the season, six and two. You sign up for that any day, any year of this franchise. And the Jets could do it. Jets Pats is going to be an absolute must watch, a must see. I will be there at MetLife Stadium and we will be doing a live post game podcast. Jake Brown, me, Tony Richardson, Wayne Corbett should be there. House of Q, American Dream, you gotta be there. It's going to be a must listen, must watch post game podcast. So if you're going to Jets Pats, I want to see you at House of Q right after the game. American Dream, just cross the overpass, that little bridge, and we'll see you there. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday to preview that Jets matchup with the Patriots at MetLife. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. And of course, after every Jets win, we have to close it out with one thing. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Have a happy Victory Monday, Jake.